Welcome to the channel of Anna Purdue. Look for the link below the podcast and make sure to upload the podcast so you can multitask while hearing the message. And you can also look for the link and um, once you open it up, you can scroll over and select your favorite platform, Apple, Spotify, or Google, and just look for the channel Anna Purdue. A huge shout out to Angela E, Jolie R, Leonard L, Jody F, and Rodney T for your donations to the channel. If you're interested in helping this channel, you can do so by clicking the donation link found on my website at annapurdue.com. Thank you, folks, for bearing with me while my sponsor and I are getting these spots coordinated. We are still working on it, and uh, hopefully we're going to get this thing worked out for you soon. But I am very grateful they are working with me to help uh, keep this channel going. So uh, just appreciate you all. Um, want to go ahead and get started with this and tell you about some things that are getting really strange by the minute. In fact, this is getting downright spooky. Authorities searching a Florida park for Ben Laundry have discovered human remains, along with a backpack and a notebook belonging to the now 23-year-old fugitive, Michael McPherson of um, FBI Tampa announced the news during a Wednesday press conference. McPherson said an evidence response team is on the scene and likely will be there for several days. And he didn't answer questions afterwards. But after the brief conference, a group of people were seated in lawn chairs and they were chanting, Justice for Gabby. Well, for those of you who don't know, laundry is a sub, the subject of a search after the death of a nationally announced, uh, his 22-year-old fiance, Gabby Petito, whose body was found in Wyoming in August. And authorities have said that Petito died by strangulation, labeling her death a homicide. A laundry has been named a person of interest in Petito's case. And he was the last seen, allegedly, on September the 13th when he left his parents' Northport, Florida home, saying that he was going for a hike at a nearby Carlton Reserve, which is a 25,000-acre nature preserve that's mostly swampy wetlands. And he's currently considered a fugitive. So a warrant for his arrest was issued in late September, accusing him of unauthorized use of a debit card, and his family's attorney has said that his parents have no idea where he is. Well, Petito, a Long Island, New York native, and Laundry had embarked on a cross-country journey in July, and they were traveling from Florida to New York in her white Ford van, and then they were heading west. And Petito, she was documenting their adventures on her YouTube channel and planned to start a blog about their new so-called van-dwelling lifestyle. Located just five miles north of Moab is Arches National Park, which contains the world's largest concentration of natural sandstone arches. Although 2,000 arches are located within the park's 76,000 518 acres, 
The park also contains an astounding variety of other geological formations. Colossal sandstone fins, massive balanced rocks, soaring pinnacles, and spires dwarf visitors as they explore the park's viewpoints and hiking trails. And a paved scenic drive takes the visitors to many of the major viewpoints within the park, and hikers can choose from a wide variety of trails from short 20-minute walks going right up to the largest arches in the park to more adventurous hikes into lesser-seen areas. At the same time of her disappearance, Gabby Petito was one of three people missing near Grand Teton Park as of this 2021 summer. And there is something strange that is really going on in that place. So while Gabby Petito's drama was playing out, the Shrine Rodeo was going strong. At the Shrine Rodeo, this was on September the 8th and the 11th, the Jackson Hole Snow Devils presented a $30,000 donation to the Jackson Hole Shrine Club at the rodeo. Huh. Isn't this the same place where Gabby went missing? This rodeo is... The purpose of it was for connecting the valley children to life-changing medical procedures. When the Jackson Hole Cutter races shut down three years ago, the local Shriners, they weren't sure how their organization would continue to fundraise. Well, the Wilson family stepped up and they run the Jackson Hole Rodeo every summer and they reached out offering to donate all of the proceeds up from two late season shows and the tradition has continued ever since. Well, this year, the Jackson Hole Shrine Club raised over $100,000 for its partner hospital in Salt Lake City. So, the question is, what actually makes a Shriner? Well, in practice, they function similar to a town rotary club, but when the first Freemason members joined up in 1870, they called themselves the Ancient Arabic Order of the Nobles of the Mystic Shrine. Ooh, that's interesting. The original shrine, as the name suggests, remains a mystery, but the group's modern counterpart strives for three main pillars. Character, camaraderie, and philanthropy. A mission. The character part, that seems nice enough, and maybe even the philanthropy, depending on the intention of the cause. However, it's the camaraderie part that concerns me. A group of folks on the forum, godlikeproductions.com, had some incredibly interesting information to share regarding the Gabby Petito saga. Not only is the story about Gabby Petito weird, but there is another coincidence with a missing five-year-old Summer Moon Utah Wells, who was planting flowers when she disappeared. And yes, her name was Summer Moon Utah Wells. Coincidentally, Gabby was at the Moonflower store in Utah just prior to her disappearance. And is 
(laughs) Both of these girls had blonde hair and blue eyes. The cops messed up the initial scene by not getting all the evidence from the house when Summer first went missing. They waited days. Same, they did the same with Gabby. And the cop who pulled over Gabby and Brian had a blatant 666 tattoo on his hand. Then look at the dates surrounding the story about Gabby. If you want to do some research, go look into this. It seemed like there were always 10-day intervals. September 1st, Brian Laundrie returns without Gabby from the trip. Ten days later, September 11th, Gabby is reported missing. Ten days later, September 21st, the autopsy to be released. Do you see what's going on here? Ten days intervals for major news on Gabby. Something is not right about this whole Gabby Petito story. Call them red flags, but before you cry out that this is another nothing conspiracy, hear this. Just like how Richard Quest on CNN happened to interview the co-pilot of MH370 before the plane went missing two weeks after. We have something similar happening here with Gabby Petito incident. What are the odds? Well, what about the news airing a full video by cops dash camera of Gabby and Brian just before Gabby went missing? Anyway, cops just so happened to have stopped Gabby and Brian before she went missing? Hmm. Presumably, the boyfriend who was stopped earlier by cops when questioned didn't think or know if anything had ever happened to her. Shouldn't the full force of the law come down on him? The cops also didn't think to separate this couple when they were initially stopped. Really? The first red flag on September 11th is the fact she was reported missing on that day in this year, which is the 20th anniversary of the other September 11th. Well, this date, if you remember, was said to have been perpetrated by Bin Laden. Bin Laden also features in the I Pet Goat movie. Then we have Moon and Flower regarding the Moonflower store Gabby shopped at just as featured in I Pet Goat. And then, what actually happened to her? Or, as the murder story goes, gets revealed to the public on a full moon. Her name, Gabby Petito? If the pet in her name doesn't get you, her name, if you figure it out, is an anagram of I Pet Goat 2. Try it for yourself, you'll see. She and her boyfriend, or at the time, were both aged 22. 22 number of books in Revelations. Her boyfriend is Brian Laundrie, spelled L-A-U-N-D-R-I-E, as in laundry, like the clothes we wash. Combine their ages of 22 and her boyfriend's name, Laundry, and the story seemed like a fairy tale. Revelation 22.14 As written in the New International Version, which I don't really recommend reading, but it does read this. Blessed are those who wash their robes so that they may have the right to the tree of life and may go through the gates into the city. Is this how the media chose the name laundry as a sound of laundry with the clothes? 
on a side note, just just so you guys can know what I prefer. Um, I prefer the King James Version of Revelation 22, 14, and that reads, Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates in the city. And I prefer King James Version. But certainly those who operate in darkness would use the New International Version if it fit their purpose. And another super weird anomaly regarding the Gabby Petito story is when her father, not even knowing the condition of his daughter prior to her body being found, tweets a picture of her with angel wings commenting that she touched the world. It was almost like he was already predicting she was going to be found dead. On each side of the wings are moon arches. Something is not right about this whole saga. And many don't know this, but there was a woman decapitated there in the town of Moab within the last three to six months near what looks to be the same arch where Gabby and Brian may have been. The Ugandan woman, she was also very beautiful and she was under 21 years old and the circumstances of the decapitation then the calm witness who placed the 911 call and the pictures of the damaged car. It was just another odd story. And then Esther, Essie Nakajigo, the new husband, filed a $270 million lawsuit in the aftermath. It was not by accident that the story started in Moab, Utah. Look into the history of the area. Very sinister and dark. Uranium-rich area. Weird. Another couple was killed there, but that story didn't get hardly any coverage. So you can call me crazy, but I think the news is trying to make us aware of things. Lots of tunnels are in that area. It's semi-close to the Mormon church, which is a perfect cover to traffic kids. And for all the iPet goat fans, consider this. There is a scene with Baron Sandy and fireworks in the uh, movie I Pet Goat. Baron Sandy, as interpreted in English as Baron Saturday, is one of the Iowa of Haitian voodoo. He is an Iowa of the dead. Ban- Baron Samdi Day is November 2nd, and this year on November 1st, the Antichrist Jesuit Pope is signing a seven-year treaty with the UN over climate control. And the Bible speaks of a seven-year treaty signed by the Antichrist that begins with the Great Tribulation, so this could be it. We might be at the beginning of the end, and maybe that's what all this weird story is about. They're communicating everything with each other. And, I mean, you have to ask yourself, why is the media so focused on this story? Missing girls and boys happen every day in this country, and most are never located, and most are forgotten literally within a week or two. But they just keep airing this one. And you can go to your local Walmart, and flyers are posted there all the time, and no one even stops to look at them. But back to this story. The media is so hard up for news that this story is on the hour every hour. It's got to be a message for others. The hourly details of this story are too creepy. 
We all know the mainstream media are Satanists and love to send messages to other Satanists, but what is the message here? Some think this story is about a weapon of mass destruction that was built by fallen angels and Nephilim and was discovered in 2015 in Saudi Arabia and transported in 2016 to a Nazi fallen angel secret base in Antarctica. This weapon is known as the Ark of Gabriel. Gabby? The IPEC Goat 2 movie is also about this weapon. And according to Islamic lore, the Ark of Gabriel is supposedly a heavenly weapon that the Archangel Gabriel instructed care to Muhammad, which may have been the cause of two massacres at Mecca in 2015, which was September the 11th, 2015, when attempts were made to remove it from its resting place there. Yeah, this is some sketchy stuff. So, what is the name of this nonprofit organization that exists to put up purported domestic abuse victims traveling through national parks? Maybe it's the Housing Committee of the National Task Force to End Sexual and Domestic Violence. I think they have a Facebook page called Eve Incorporated. Investigate Moab Police Department. Investigate the nonprofit agency that got involved. It could possibly be a front made by a trafficking network that is used to separate victims before kidnappings are made on victims who are being stalked as, as they go through the national park areas. FBI should really look into themselves first and then into this part of the story. So, what is the name of this nonprofit again who put them up? Well, I think this is it. I think this is the Housing Committee of the National Task Force to End Sexual and Domestic Violence. I think we need to look into that one more, folks. So, and we need to kind of look into who are their donors and maybe bring up a paper trail of who their donors are and where they get their money legally to put up people traveling through national parks who are having issues. Or is this the only charity this organization participates in? Or are there other charities that they engage in? A good stealth charity that is involved in trafficking would also have other legitimate charity on the books to hide themselves a bit. But either way, they should still be looked into. This part of the story where the Moab PD work hard to convince to the couple to separate in the middle of a national park and even put them up in a room is full of all kinds of red flags. So, with Moab, which really means mother of all bombs and seek haven, You can see where this entire story is going. Elements of this story show they are subtly conveying a message. With the understanding that IPEC GOAT is hidden in Gabby Petito's name, it is even more interesting to note IPEC GOAT was the book that George Bush was reading to children on September the 11th, 2001. Then again, Gabby was reported missing on September the 11th, 2021. In the movie I Pet Goat, a white rabbit was behind the girl holding an apple who looked like this Gabby, as there was on the Instagram post with Gabby holding a knitted apple. 
Perhaps the white van Gabby and Brian were riding around in was supposed to symbolize the white rabbit. Gabby Petito and I Pet Goat, too, reek of a satanic ritual. The little girl in I Pet Goat resembles Gabby. The girl sitting in the middle of a circle in the movie is most certainly part of a satanic ritual. Gabby is reported to be from Blue Point, New York. Blue Point is the town of Brookhaven. The Montauk Project, which is part of Project Monarch, was started at Brookhaven National Laboratory. I Pet Goat 2 and Montauk. Huh. Isn't that interesting? Very strange. Gabby and Brian were spotted fighting on August the 12th in front of the Moonflower Co-op, while Kylan Shute and Crystal Turner went missing on August the 13th, just one day later. Shute used to work at Moonflower Co-op as a cashier for four years. After they were found murdered, the Moonflower community mourned their deaths on social media. And don't forget about the strange monolith that was found in the Utah desert last year, just 17 miles away from Moab. Something supernatural may have occurred. The purpose of the Montauk Project, which was started in Gabby's hometown, is to tear a hole between our reality and the astral realm spirit world known as what they call the Second Heaven. The checkerboard floor that the little girl is sitting on and I pet goat represents the astral realm. Arches can act as portals to the astral realm. There's a story told by Native Americans about a rock archway portal in the Arizona desert. All of this story reminds me, truth is stranger than fiction. 